Sing it out. Hallelujah. 
right now. Let the Holy Spirit lead you guide. got a new puppy. Yes, pray for us, please. About 3.30 this morning, of course, she gets up every two hours. And I said, Lord, why did you let me do this? I went, got her, scooped her up. I walked outside. Have you ever been outside at 3 o'clock in the morning when there's snow on the ground and nothing is moving? Nothing. is no cars. I don't hear I-94. I don't hear airplanes or helicopters. All I hear is these small snowflakes. So you could hear those? Yeah, for some crazy reason. I could hear those snowflakes falling on the branches of the trees around me. I felt like I was standing in heaven. And the Lord brought this song to me. Standing out in my bathrobe with a puppy trying to get her to go to the bathroom. There was a moment where God came to me. And I was overwhelmed by the silence and the glory. Have you ever been overwhelmed by the beauty that God has made, the beauty that he has brought to us? He reminded me at 3.30 this morning, I am God and I changeth not. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. I am he that was promised to come. I am the Messiah. I am the one that shed his blood on Calvary. I am the one that resurrected on the third day. I am the one that will heal you. I am the one that will deliver you. I am the one. I am the one. I stood there at 3.30 this morning and I looked up and I said, Oh God, I exalt you. I don't understand you, God. I don't understand all that is going on in this world, but God, I exalt you. This morning, I want you to join me, if you will, with kind of reckless abandonment, lifting your hands and your head. And as they sing this one more time before I go to the Word, I want you just to say, Lord, I exalt you. Thank you, Lord. Come on, join me, will you? If you're at home, come on, you can join me right now. If you're watching online, come on, put your hands in the air, your eyes closed, let God touch you. Oh, 
Someone say it, Lord, I exalt you. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. He's worth. Oh, come on. Let's do it like we really mean it this morning. Let's let God know that we're here today. That he is blessed. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within it. Bless his holy name. His name is holy. Oh, his name is holy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. His name is worthy today. His name is above every name. His name is the name I cry out to. His name is the one that saved me. Oh, hallelujah. Let everyone say amen. I said let everyone shout amen. Uh, you may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you for being with us this morning, standing and being a part of God's house. Our guest, I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm so glad that you have joined us either online or in person. I know the weather outside was frightful today. And uh, we watched the weather. Uh, and I appreciate all those. Uh, Nan, all those. Nan Nix, thank you for being up in the middle of the night and salting this driveway. Can we give him a hand? Daniel Brown. Thank you, Brother Daniel Brown. I can't hear myself here, but I really know I'm loud out there. Today, I'm going to start a series um, on... A blessed life. Can you shout it with me? A blessed life. Look at your neighbor and say, I want to live a blessed life. Come on. How many here want to live a blessed life? Well, let me ask this. Who here wants to live a cursed life? Maybe I can get more response out of that. Now, who here wants to live a blessed life? There we go. That's what I'm talking about. We are living in a time where we have choices. From the beginning of time, there have been choices. Eve chose, right? Adam chose. We can look through time that Joseph chose to listen to the angel. Judas chose to listen to his flesh. And in my life and in yours, we're living in an hour where we must, someone shout must, we must choose. Neutrality is not someplace you can stand. Gray is not something or a color you want to paint yourself. This is a time where you must choose what you're going to do in and with your life. Someone say amen. amen. Our focus this year is thy kingdom come. Can you say that with me? Thy kingdom come. You're going to hear a lot about the kingdom. And last week, unfortunately, I had the flu on our vision Sunday. But I want you to know, we're not going to just talk about the vision. Someone said, are you going to do vision Sunday today? I said, no, I'm not going to do vision Sunday. I'm going to go live the vision that God has put inside of us. So you're going to see us live out the things that we are going to be doing. And you'll get, oh, monthly and weekly. We're going to have a great time. I'm looking forward. Bishop Hutchins will be here in March, on March 12th. I'm looking forward to him coming. 
and being a part of us and ministering to us. There are so many things that God has for us as a body of Christ. So as we pursue the kingdom of God, we want to do what? We want to live out what we're hearing. Someone say amen. amen. Hearing without doing is really a failed uh, thing here. We got to do what God is calling us to do. Not just be hearers of the word, but what? Doers of the word. So we want to live out. But why are we living out? Brother Stefan asked our leadership group, why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you here this morning? I'll tell you why I'm here, because I want one thing to happen. I want those that are lost to find Jesus Christ. I want those that are lost to be saved by the blood. Oh, is there anybody here that's glad you're saved by the blood of the Lamb? So we live out this kingdom idea, this kingdomness of, of God in our lives, but we do it for the purpose that the world will see Christ in us and others will be saved. So we are doing it for a purpose. Our vision and mission is to what? Go love. Here it is. Go love. The great commission and the great command. Go love. You can't improve on what Jesus said to go do. Go love. Today, though, I'm going to start a series, and we are going to talk about living the blessed life. I already asked if you want to live a blessed life, and there were a few of you that responded, and, and I am thankful that you want to live a blessed life. But acting like you're living a blessed life and talking like you want to live a blessed life is two totally different things. Talk... What is the old saying? Talk is what? Yeah, it is. And it still is and always will be. Someone shout amen. amen. We are to go. <coughs> we are to go do what God has given us to do. So how many in this room, I'm going to ask one more time, want to live a blessed life from the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Let me ask you this, what is it that you are thinking about when I say blessed life? What pops into your head? What is your reference point? What imagination do you have for what a blessed life might look like? Every one of you, amen, everybody wants to make heaven your home, amen? But in this path, in this world, what is that blessed? I believe that God has a blessed life for us to live before we get to heaven. Amen? Until we get to heaven. But what does that look like? What, what is it? You see, if I were to interview you this morning, if I were to come to this section, this section, this section, I promise you that none of you would have had the exact same view of what a blessed life would look like. Well, what do you think? Do you think it's money? Do you think that is favor at work? Do you think it's a better job? Maybe you just think it's favor in life. Maybe you think that it's just something that happens that you're not sure what it is, but you feel like you might be walking in it because, well, everybody says you are. I want you to have an, a firm understanding that you are blessed of God. In this series, we're going to learn what God calls blessed. Amen? We're going to look at definitions and context of blessing. We're going to look at what matters. Did you know your words matter? Do you know the words in God's scripture, that his Bible, that there are meanings that matter in God's word? 
How many of you know that? Well, that was five of you. How many know that? How many know that God's word matters? You say, but pastor, it's, it's full of man. Yes, it is, but it is divinely, unequivocally oracles of God spoke it and wrote it, and we know that it has been verified and it has been lived out that we can say we can follow after the word of God. So in this series, we're going to learn about what God calls being blessed. Being blessed. What is God? The word blessing, stay with me today, is an interesting word. The word blessing is used multiple, multiple times in the scripture. In fact, hundreds of times in the entirety of the scripture and almost as much in the New Testament. But the word blessing in the New Testament, in the Greek, its root, the Greek root of the word blessing or blessed means privileged. Everybody shout privileged. Now, I'm not sure that you have a, 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 the exact full understanding of privilege, so I want to take you a little deeper. In the English, the word privilege means to have an advantage or to be authorized. To have an advantage or be authorized. So we get that the root word for blessed is privileged. And in the English language, we find that that word privileged means to have an advantage or to be authorized. When you have privileged information, you need authorization in order to see it. When you, uh, can I, someone shout amen. amen? We know that privilege means I have something that you don't have, therefore I am able to do things you cannot do. You see, I have privilege. I have what? I have an advantage that you do not have. So if you were to read the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, instead of blessed, you could read it like this. Instead of blessed are the poor in spirit, you should read it privileged are the poor in spirit. As a matter of fact, more deeply, I would suggest that you say authorized are the poor in spirit. Why? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Oh, I'm going to preach here in a second. You cannot not be authorized in order to be in the kingdom of heaven. You have to have the authorization of the Holy Ghost in order to see the kingdom of God. Blessings are not what we might see them as. They are more than what we see them as. Yes, blessings include finances and health and all the things that we see. But I'm here to tell you that God has not called you to be getting things. He has called you to walk as you are, as an authorized, mm, Holy Ghost-filled, blood-bought child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're not just getting stuff. You've gotten what he bought for you on Calvary. You have gotten and possess. I'm not just asking for God to bring me things, money and jobs and stuff. I'm asking him to let me walk in the authority of the word of God. That when I say Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. That when I declare I am healed by the name and the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm not just talking off the top of my head. I've been authorized. I said, I've been authorized. I said, I've been authorized. 
I've been privileged. This is no sacrifice on my part. I'm privileged to know that I have the right to stand before the throne of God in the time of trouble. To say, I need you, Jesus. To cry out to him. uh, To declare angels around me. uh, To declare healing in my body. uh, To declare victory in my children. Uh, I'm not just a nobody. uh, I am blessed and I'm living in blessing. uh, Because God has said, blessed is he. I told you I had revelation this morning. So many times we think of the blessed life as driving a Rolls Royce, having a big house, and a fat bank account. Oh, come on now. Don't tell me you're not thinking about that. (laughs) I mean, I love all those things, I'm sure, especially the fat bank account. You can keep the rest of it, right? We look and see that blessings uh, in our physical world, in our thinking, in our churchdom, in our culture, is not what God has for us in totality. It's so much greater. It's so much greater than what we see it as. Well, pray just, oh, pray a blessing on me, Pastor. Pray, pray for the Lord to bless my house, bless my family. Do you understand what you're saying? What you are saying is, Lord, what you really should be saying is, Pastor, ask the Lord to rain some money down on me, right? Someone shout Amen. I mean, I would pray that prayer. Is anybody with me? Come on now. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with asking, you shall receive, knock, and it shall be open to you. There's nothing wrong with saying, God, I need your financial blessing in my life. But God, he wants you to think heavenly and not earthly. He wants you to look beyond just the word blessing to understand that you have an advantage in the Holy Ghost that nobody else has. That you are advantaged in the spirit realm. That you can look at those enemies of your life and you can say, the blood of Christ is against you. I declare victory. Get thee behind me, Satan. I believe that God is honoring his promises and his word. How many know he honors his word? I said, how many know he is his word? How many know that the essence of God is the word of God? We look and see, oh, come on, Holy Ghost, help me right now. We look and see that we can read the Beatitudes a little differently now. Blessed are they. Blessed, blessed is the peacemaker. No, no, authorized is the peacemaker. No, no, authorized is the meek. (laughs) They don't just have blessing, they have authorization because of what they produce and the fruit that's in their life. Someone shout amen. Amen. So, watch this. Uh, Blessed are, what? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5 writes in verse 3. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, obviously, our whole goal this year is talking and thinking about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Why? Because the kingdom is exactly what Travis said we want to go. We want to go to the kingdom of God. But that doesn't mean I have to be miserable while I'm waiting for the king. It means that I can walk in places that if I understand the spiritual significance of it, if I get that what I'm doing on earth has heavenly consequence, 
if I can understand that it's not about my feelings but my faith, if I can get a hold of I'm privileged to serve God, not, not I have to serve God, I'm privileged to serve God, not oh, man, no, I'm authorized by God to tread on serpents and they shall not hurt me. I'm authorized by God to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm authorized by, oh, come on now. I'm authorized by God. So when we look at this, we see that it's a little different than maybe what you thought. Maybe your definition of blessing needed to be expanded this morning so that you can live properly and fully in God's promise. Listen, many... Someone shout many. Many want God's blessings and his authority without obeying his word. I, the, the world of the internet is full of people that claim authority. Uh, there's many places and I'm not here to set myself as someone that is that is got all the but I'm gonna tell you something I put myself under authority I have pastors that's right and I have authority by the Word of God to claim his promises and his truths I have been called a man of God I have been ordained as a pastor therefore I walk not by my not by my works that any man should boast but I work and walk by the faith that I have that God said you're blessed you're authorized mm, some of you need to quit cowering in the corner of your life uh, and realize when the enemy comes against you the Lord is going to raise up a standard uh, against him he's going to say to him uh -uh, no 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 you don't you don't understand listen some of you look well what about Job pastor God yeah 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 God allowed Job to be tested uh, but God never allowed Job to be killed why? Because Job was living in blessing. That's why when his wife said, curse God and die, he said, no, 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 I, you know, no. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Because the concept of blessed or blessing was not one of material. Now, Job had all kinds of horses and cattle and children and lands and money, but that was not what defined Job. Job was defined by the faith that he had in God. So when the devil came to heaven and said, what about this guy, Job? He seems pretty faithful to you. He said, go ahead and test him because I already have and I know what he's made of. And he may, oh, you may put him through the ringer, but I promise you, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He's going to walk in faith and in praise. Why? Because I already know he understands the difference between blessings of this world and being blessed of me. The blessed life. Someone shout the blessed life. life. Come on, everybody shout the blessed life. Bless I got to hurry along. Many want God's blessings, his authority without obeying his word. Can you shout amen? amen? In Luke 11, Jesus is talking, verse 27, watch this. And it happened, this is Jesus, as he spoke these things, there was a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. Uh, nursed you. And Jesus was like, hmm. But he said, more than that, yeah, that's great, that's physical, that's, yeah, I'm blessed, bless my mom. More than that, blessed are those that hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed, more, ble more blessed than Mary. You're not hearing me. 
more blessed than the virgin birth. He says, watch this, more than that, blessed, authorized, are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Without hearing it and keeping it, you have no authorization. You can't live in something you're not doing. You can't be somewhere when you're with something or somewhere else. There is a correlation that happens in the Christian's life that says, I cannot just say I love Jesus. Talk is what? Yeah, he said, Jesus, that is, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. The commandments of God are yea and amen. They're not negotiable. They're not something I can set up and have a, a community talk about whether this is relevant to this day. God's word is relevant to every moment of every hour of every time that will ever be in eternity. You say, Pastor, are, do you really believe? I believe that because God's word has proven that. Uh, and God's word is not a lie. Uh, it is the truth. Um, he said, Jesus, that more than Mary's blessing of her womb and of her breast. He said, more than that, blessed are those who what? Hear the word and what? Keep it. You see, we cannot act out in authority. Now, we know that we can, the scripture bears out that there'll be those that do things that we say, wow, are they there? You can, listen, obtain the promise of God without the authority of God. And in this understanding, we know that there'll be those that he says, I'm sorry, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers. But we prophesied in your name and we cast out devils in your name. And he says, I'm sorry, I never knew you. You may have used me to get spiritual results, but you're not blessed. You're not authorized. You're not privileged. And in our moment of time, we live in the hour where we are deconstructing the Bible. We're living in an hour where the Christian faith is being deconstructed on a daily basis. Is this really true? Is it really? Do we, can we modernize? It was written so long ago. How are these principles still true in 2023? They don't fit the times. They don't fit this or that or the culture or that. It does not matter because you see the kingdom is not affected by worldly cultures. The kingdom is not affected by our thoughts and our higher beings and our higher understandings and our higher education. Before the world was, he said, let there be, and it was. There is a word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us. Jesus Christ was that word. That word, you must understand, is never changing. It never quits. It never it dies. It never is something that is optional to the mankind that he brought himself to. We look and see that we can want his blessings we can want his authority, but are we obeying his word? You see, we make this very hard, serving God. We make it so hard because we try to bring human understanding to heavenly concepts. We, we try to fit God into a mold of what I want instead of what he wants. We read God's word to verify our lives versus read God's word to conform our lives. I'm going to keep preaching. I'm talking about living a blessed life. Don't think for a minute that money means you're blessed. Don't think for a minute that what you're doing means you're blessed. There is an absoluteness of blessing, and that is, are you authorized in the kingdom of God?
Many times we are seeking the blessings and not the blesser. Mm. It got quiet in here. I love it. I was getting lots of amens and hallelujahs a few minutes ago about, woo, blessed life. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to tell you right now that if we're not careful, we will chase blessings instead of the blesser. Amen. You say, Pastor, well, yes, I'm, I'm feeling my oats today because Jesus is trying to come back to this earth. His second coming is on the horizon. And my duty as your pastor is to get us ready to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. To get us uh, aligned up to the Word of God. I would be a bad pastor. It would be like going to the doctor and him not telling you you're sick. It'd be like going to the hospital and then uh, I broke my arm and they do an eye surgery instead of an arm surgery. It would be malpractice and I'm not going to practice this malpractice type of Christianity. I want to speak the truth, not from my opinion or what I think, but from the word of God. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. The Bible lets us see this. Many times we're seeking the blessing and not the blesser. Listen to Revelation. I read to you out of Matthew a minute ago about Revelation 22 and 12. Watch as he says this in the New King James. And behold, Jesus says, and behold, hear me today, I'm coming quickly. And my reward, if I say his reward, is with him. He says my reward is with me. He's carrying your reward. He's got it. To give to everyone according to his what? His work. Works cannot save you, but you can't be saved without obedience, which some would call works. In, in this moment of the scripture, he's coming back in the last hour, in the last day, and he's coming quickly. His reward, the reward that he has for you and I, he has got it with him. You're not hearing me. But that's okay. You're going to get revelation. To give to everyone according to his And then he says this in verse 13. I am. He declares who he is. My reward is not just any reward. My reward is not something that was picked up at JCPenney on the way here. My reward was not something I found out in the parking lot. My reward is not something I collected points for. My reward, God said, is with me. Why? Because I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And then he says in verse 14, listen closely, blessed are those who do his commands. He declares, I have a reward. He declares, I am the one that has the authority to give it. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. But then he declares, authorized are those to get the reward if you'll keep his commands. And they, that they might have the what? Read it with me on the screen. The what? Right to the what? Tree of life. I'm authorized. How? I'm authorized by obedience to his commands. When Jesus said, go, love, he commanded us through the great commission and the great what? Command. That it's not just about my bank account and my stuff and my things, but it's about a bigger picture that says what? I'm going to live a blessed life because when I'm blessed, I'm authorized for the tree of life. Blessing is more than temporal things. 
How many of you know that God has blessed you in ways you have no idea he's blessed you? Amen. Oh, yes, sweetheart, we have been so blessed. Dearest, we have been so shined upon by the Heavenly Father. We have been, yes, yes, let's give him praise. Amen. I don't think you understand that this is not about having a nice car and having a nice house and a roof over your head. This, this, is, this, is, this has little, little to do. It has some to do, but very little to do with that. This has everything to do with I'm not going to hell. <laughs> and I get to walk on streets of gold. <laughs> and I get to walk with my mother and my father. I get to fellowship with the brother. I get to, to sit at the lamb's lamb's table. I get to have communion. I get to sit in heavenly places. I have a, a home in heaven. I have a place where I will rule and reign with him. I, I'm not just talking about blessings. I'm talking about living a, an authorized life that I can be a part of something greater than myself, the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. We kid about St. Peter and the gates, right? See, St. Peter at the gate, didn't mean to make him late, right? Uh, th th there's always that understanding that we have this idea of St. Peter standing at the gate saying, no, you're not, no, no, sorry, you can't come in. No, 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 it's not going to be St. Peter. It's going to be the Holy Ghost that decides that. Because if I'm not authorized, if I'm not living blessed, blessed, are those who do his commands. Uh, I, 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 the, I wrote in my notes, it's going to get quiet here. And it did. Wow. I feel like prophetic here for a second. Listen, listen to me. I'm not trying to bust your bubble. I'm, not trying, I'm trying to make you shake to reality that we can't expect God's blessings, the blessings he has designed for us. We cannot live in what we think is blessed. Some of you are living in the greatest blessing of your life and you're upset because you don't think it's blessing. <laughs> Salvation is the greatest blessed blessing that you could ever have in your life do you know that oh but pastor i can't cash my my eternal life at the store you know i need some blessing here i i gotta get no listen you don't you don't understand job didn't live to his blessings he lived to the blesser and when he lived and obeyed the blesser he got all the blessings that's why we preach seek ye first the kingdom of god and these things shall what all be what I can't hear you. What? I can't hear you. Someone say it. What? You're going to get some stuff added unto you because you're seeking the right thing at the right time. You're seeking the one that can give you what you need. You're not praising the money. You're not praising God for the groceries. You're praising God because he's God and he provides and he is a healer and a way maker. Say, Pastor, what's, what's the difference? Understand, I want you to stop praying for God to bless your bank account and start praying that God would give you the authority uh, to walk uh, in the path that he has designed you for, uh, to walk in the way that he has given you. Uh, oh, God, uh, help me to put my flesh to the altar uh, and say, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, God, help me. Help! Someone shout, help me. Uh, 
help me to get my eyes fixed. I need an adjustment on my glasses because I think that God's blessings is just the stuff that he gives me. It's like a a one-armed bandit at the casino. I could put enough quarters in, I should get something out. And we treat God like a, a casino. Did you hear me? I'm putting my bet down, man. I, God's going to make a way. I, I'm a, no, no, you understand. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to live holy, not because I, I think I, I have to to get my blessings. I'm going to live holy because God has called me to holiness. And I'm going to live like he said, because I'm not living in sin. I'm going to live in the blessed life. I'm going to live in the life that I have authorization and access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That I have authorization and access to the tree of life and heavenly home. Get your eyes on Jesus. Come on now. Am I helping anybody today? If God's talking to you, come on, give him a hand praise today. I'm closing. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to go really quick. Living the blessed life requires one thing. Someone shout one thing. Look at your neighbor and say, it's only one thing. Come on, it's only, come on, it's only. Look at your other neighbor and say, I said it's only one thing, right? God only requires one thing, and that one thing is that you obey his commands. It's easy. His commands are plain, sure, and amen. They're written for you. You don't have to go discover them. You don't have to take a trek across the sea. You don't have to climb a mountain. They're right there in your Bible. If I want to know the will of God, it's already given you. You don't need the will of God when you haven't done what God's already willed you to do. Mm. When, listen, very quick, Luke 12. I'm going to go quick. Later, we already read some of Luke 12. We're going to go further down. Listen, I'm going to read this quick so we're running out of time. Then Peter said to him, Lord, do you speak parables only to us or all the people? He's like, man, this guy just keeps telling me parable after parable. After parable. I'm wearing to keep it's like a math problem, you know? You know uh, which, what's going on? We got to figure everything out. You tell us a story and we're like scratching our heads and you're telling us these obscure truths that we don't as humans understand. And Jesus kept saying to them, I'm trying to speak to your spirit, not to your head. I'm trying to convince your heart and not your brain. I'm trying to get your spirit to believe and not just going through the motions. Someone shout amen. amen. Watch, what's what he said? Do you speak only to us or all people? And the Lord said, who then that is, what, that, that faithful and wise steward, whom his master will make ruler over his household. Remember, Peter just asked about, are you only going to speak in parables? He just keeps talking in parables. Or, or to give them their portion of food in due season. You see, Jesus is speaking to the concern of the disciples about their physical being, their physical bodies, their physical understanding, their worldly expectations. He's talking about food and households and masters. And, and, and then he says this in verse 43. Put it on the screen for me, if you will. Blessed is that servant to whom his master will find him what? Doing when he comes. Not, not talking, doing. Not planning, doing. Not sitting around and hoping and having a, uh, a constructive cr uh, criticism about it, but no, get up and do God's word. Blessed, authorized. Come on, someone shout authorized. authorized. 
authorized is the servant whom his master. Truly I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. You want God to elevate you? Be sure and faithful in the small thing and he will make you ruler over great things. And, and, then, the, and then he says in verse 4, Truly I say unto you, he will make him ruler all that he has. And then in verse 45, very important passage, and we're going to go. Listen, if I'm okay, someone shout amen. amen. Well, thank you, three of you. I appreciate that. I'm going to go on anyway. You need to hear this. <laughs> but verse 45, but what? But if that servant says in his what? Heart. You know, I've been, I've been going to church and living for God for, man. There's some stuff I want and need, I, blessings that I keep praying for and I'm not getting. I, man, well, he's so delayed in this. He's so, maybe I'll try to do it myself. He just is not coming through like I thought he would. And I, I'm going to do this on my own. And he begins to beat the male and the female servants and to eat and drink and be a drunk. And he goes off in his own tangent, his own world, ruled by his own fleshly desires. Watch this in verse 46. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him. And at that hour, when he is not aware, and will cut him in two, and appoint his, him his portion with the unbelievers. Did you hear what he just said? And that servant who knew his master's will, and did not prepare himself, or do according to his will, short term is obey his commands shall be beaten with many stripes, but he oh, who did not know, yet committeth things deserving of stripes, shall be beaten with a few. For everyone who, to whom much, come on, read it with me, to much is what? Given. From him much will be what? Required. To whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. Hear me today. Weariness and laziness comes and knocks on our door when we're waiting on God. But I have something I'd like to encourage you with. Don't let go of your promises. Someone shout, don't let go. You say, Pastor, the blessed life, I want to live it. Yes, I do too. And there's only one, one thing I got to do. That's right, one thing. Obey his commands. Well, Pastor, they say I have to do all these other commands. No. Organizations and denominations don't save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. Follow the word, not man. Follow the scripture. Stop making it complicated by listening to so many voices that there sound like a rushing wind in your ears. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Hear the word of God. Watch as I close to my last passage. This is what is said here in Genesis 32. Watch. Then Jacob, if you know anything about Genesis here, Jacob and Esau and all that it was going on in that time period. And Jacob 
was left alone. Jacob had had a dream and he had seen all these amazing things from the heavenly places, a stairwell and all the things. Jacob was blessed. Jacob, <laughs> Abraham, Isaac, and who? Jacob. He was called to be something more than what he was. But he was not living to that potential. He was not living to the call that God had on his life. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the break of day. A man. We know from the passage that it was an angel that looked like a man. Verse 25, now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, the angel saw, I'm not prevailing against him. He touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Listen, 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 listen. Did you understand what just happened? Blessing included a, a thorn in his side. But Jacob didn't care that a trial had come and a physical ailment had showed up. Watch this. And he said, let me go. The angel said, let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob, no, no, no. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. I don't know who I'm talking to today. I, I think I'm talking to me, but I know I'm talking to a bunch of other people. There's a weariness and a laziness that might come upon us if we're not very careful because we have been asking God and doing for things and we've been serving God and oh, we think, my God, why they're being blessed, why am I? And you think because someone has a new car next door that you should be getting a new car as well. Well, I'm not, I, I do and I give and I serve and I'm not blessed. No, no, you don't understand. They, they may not have authorization. You can't judge that. I'm just saying for an example. You, they, don't, they don't have the authorization you have. You have an authorization. You are not living to man's fulfillment and man's expectations. You're living to the expectation of the God that made and created you. So what are we talking about here? I'm talking to you that there are some of you that have grown weary. I think that all that has gone on in the last three years has put pause on some of your dreams. Not some, but many dreams. It has paused some of your desires. It has paused some of your prayers. It has paused. And we're coming out. Someone shout, we're coming out. I uh, said, we're coming out. Someone shout, we're coming out. Come on, someone shout, we will recover. Come on now. I will recover. Come on now. I will recover. I said, I'm, I will recover. I'm recover. Come on, shout it with me. I will recover. I will rejoice. Come on, I will rejoice. Not because of what I see, but because of what I know. My Redeemer liveth. <laughs> and though he slay me, yet will I praise him. <laughs> Why? Because I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You see, I have the authority to say, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Get thee behind me. I have the authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You see, my blessed life is not measured in dollars and cents. My blessed life is measured by heavenly measurements. Watch this. I will not let you go. I will not. Come on, shout. I'm not going to let go. Come on, stand with me today. I'm not going to let go. There's a temptation 
the darkest night is just before the what? Dawn. Jacob had wrestled him all night. The angel had physically handicapped him. But he said, I don't care what you do to me because my blessing is greater than an angel. My desire is greater than this one battle. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go of what God has called me to. I'm not going to let go of living a blessed life. I'm not going to let go of my prayer time. I'm not going to let go of my fasting. I'm not going to let go of my keeping my mind stayed upon Jesus. I'm not going to let go of keeping company that keeps me encouraged. I'm not going to let go. Why? Because greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. I have a right. Why do you have a right? Because I've been born again of the water and the spirit. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You see, I don't just talk. I have authority. I live in blessings. Stop believing that blessings are something you get. Blessings are something you are. Blessings are something you are. So today I want to challenge you. This is the last Sunday of January, Stefan. Pastor, I can't. I was like, Lord have mercy. This is the last Sunday of January. It's, Sister Tabitha, it's the last Sunday of January. How many think the world's going by fast? How many believe Jesus is coming quickly? How many want to be ready to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? He's calling you out of worldly thinking. Kingdom thinking is greater than worldly thinking. Kingdom says, I'm going to trust God's word over my feelings and the voices I hear around me. God ain't blessed you, man. You've been praying for that all your life. I've heard you pray for God to do this, that, and the other. He hasn't done it. Oh, you don't understand. I'm not on your schedule. I'm not on your plan. I'm not on your calendar. I'm on God's plan. I'm on God's calendar. So I'm going to be like Job. I'm going to refuse to give in to the voices. I'm going to be like Jacob and say, I will not let go. Who am I talking to today? I don't know who it is, but I believe God's speaking to you. If you're that person that God is talking to, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. If you don't mind, just for a moment, I won't be but a second. God has something special for you today. In the beginning of this year, there are some things you can do. Well, Pastor, uh, January 1st is gone. No, 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 you don't understand. Every day is a new day in Jesus Christ. You can start today, right now. Give your heart to Jesus. Someone shout amen. Turn your life to him. But Pastor, I got so many stuff. I got to hang up and I got this and that. I need to fix myself before I find Jesus. No, no, no. Find Jesus and he'll fix you. Find Jesus and he'll minister to you. He'll give you mercy and grace you don't understand. But he will reveal himself. Stop pursuing the blessings and start pursuing the blesser. Jesus is in this room right now. If you've never given your heart to God, you can do it today. We can talk to you about how you should be baptized 
again, this is obedience to his word and how you should receive the gift and the power of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. It's an amazing experience. But you got to start with repentance. You got to start with saying, Lord, I'm willing to say yes, not to my will, but your will. If you're in this room today and with heads bowed and you feel like, you know what, Pastor, I, I feel like I need to find myself at an altar today. I need to find, maybe it's at your chair, maybe it's in this front area. I don't know where your altar is, but wherever that altar is, I want you to find it. Would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, come on, pray for me right now. In Jesus' name. God bless you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every, oh God. Now, I'm going to pray a prayer. And as you come, if you would want to come, guest, we are so thankful you're here. We promise we will respect you. We will not force or, no, no, we just want to invite you to sit at the table with us as we talk to Jesus. Let us pray with you if you would choose. If you're a guest online, contact us. Let us know how we can pray over you and for you. Render your heart to God. But if you're in this room and you feel like, Pastor, the Lord is calling me to something greater. I want everybody just to lift your hands right now. We're going to pray. Father, right now, come on in Jesus' name. If you feel led of the Holy Spirit, I want you to walk to this altar right now. If you, you, God is tugging on your heart and saying, come closer to me. Don't let go of the things I've given. Don't let go. Live in blessing, not for blessing. If you're that person, come on, come on. That's it. Come on in Jesus. Come on, come on. There is Lady. one beside. Yeah, come on, come here. Open up come on, Jesus' name. Come on, pray with that. Uh, pray with that. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Is there anybody that will help me pray this morning? Is there anybody that will come on, help me pray, help me pray? Come on, in the name of Jesus, touch Melissa today, Father. Oh God, touch Candace today. Let her be the vessel of the Holy Ghost. Right now, God, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Today, God, 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 today, God